What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Exceeding While Black. Y'all, today's episode is epic. We have LaPortia Hankerson, aka Pork, aka Pope Chop, aka. <laughs> no, but she is amazing. She's an amazing woman, mother graduate while you're playing okay and I'm excited to have her I'm excited for her to be up here to tell her story and to express her goals and the things that she wants to do in her life and I'm excited I'm happy and we're just gonna get right into it so first off you graduated from Winston Salem correct the illustrious girl, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, what what was your major? Um, my undergrad years, I majored in business administration and minored in dramatic arts. Um, with my mm-hmm. master's degree, I got business administration as well. Oh, oh, y'all! She corrected me. She said, "Listen, undergraduate. Let me tell you, but I have a master." <laughs> Yes, girl. <laughs> okay. It's the title. It's the title in the name. I was lit. Hood me, please. <laughs> Yo, but that's what's that's what's up. Black women and being educated, I swear, like beauty. It's it's beauty and it, it's just beautiful. So Yeah, it's actually you know. a very small percentage. Um yeah. when I was doing my like my um like it's still like peak of COVID, so it's still all virtual. When I graduated, um, I had mm-hmm. to do like a little video, and I was trying to figure out what to say in my video and why I was grateful to have this opportunity. And it's like I want to say like a twelve percent, maybe I can't remember the exact number. Please don't quote me. Forgive me for forgetting. But it's a very small amount of actual Black women who further their education. And so I was just mm-hmm. grateful to be a part of the number. Yes. And, and and to be quite frank, like, you're now seeing more black men do the same, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, not to toot my own horn, you know, being a black woman at all, but we're leaders in that department, you know. Okay. Like, we're we're showing other, you know, black men and, e- and even some black women that, hey, there's nothing wrong with getting to developing your education, you know, going further right. within your education because we need more doctors. We need more lawyers. You know, we need more dentists. You know, we right. need more of us that so that people like me who want to go to the doctor, who wants, to, who wants a, you know, OBGYN, a black OBGYN, like I want to right. go to, to my people, you know, the people that will actually understand me and actually understand me internally as well. Okay, mm-hmm. so, yo, I applaud you. I applaud you for that. So, you know, I've known I've known you since high school, you know, and your nickname to me has always been Pork, okay? Has mm-hmm. always yes. been Pork, will, for, mm-hmm. will forever be Pork, you know? But I know you, okay, so you're from North Carolina, just like I am, you know, shout mm-hmm. out to North Carolina, you know, boom, boom, boom. So how did you, how did you, come up with the name. Well, I can not even say you because I know like, you know, in, in the country because I had the nickname as Jazzy Cat. Don't know mm-hmm. where that came from. You know, don't know how 
the, how they even came up with that name. But did Pixie kind of like incorporate to like your nickname in a sense when you were just like, well, I'm just yes. a pork? <laughs> yes, yes, it did. Yeah. Um, and when I made it, it was like I was like, um, well, I don't want to be, you know, so like cliche. I really wanted to stand out. And so Pixie was the first thing that popped in my mind because, yes, it does coincide with my name. And it's a really nice conversation starter because people are like, Pixie, and I had to go, and my nickname is Pork. And sometimes it goes over people's heads, I'm like, oh, okay. And then, like, 30 <laughs> seconds later, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, now I get it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it does. Um, it does definitely correlate. But now, as far as my actual nickname, Port, um, I I don't have a solidified story that goes with that. My uncles made that name for me when, like, from birth. So I've been getting called Port my entire life. Um, my real name is LaPortia. So mm-hmm. some people say, like, oh, it's because they couldn't pronounce your name right, like LaPortia. Um, <laughs> my uncles, if they tell you, is one uncle would say it's because I was a butterball. The other uncle would say it's because I used to eat pork chops over his house all the time. Um, and that, like, they all have different stories. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, I, I just got the name and I ran with it. And it's, it's never seemed weird to me, you know. So um, that is who I am. So once I make Pixie, it branched off. It's another part of me. It still coincides all together. Yes, I love it, though. I love when you can, you know, go through your childhood, you know, having this unique name, and then when you actually figure out, you know, what your purpose is or what your passion is, you're just kind of like, well, dog, y'all just gave me a whole name and didn't even know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's kind of putting the uniqueness in the family and the love within your business as well, so... Yeah, shout, mm-hmm. shout out to all them uncles, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to those right. members. I was like, yo, nickname is for <laughs> Right, God and that's who them. I became, exactly who I am. Really, exactly. the LaPortia is the alter ego. Why you're playing? Right, honestly. Somebody call you LaPortia, you'd be like, who? Yes, <laughs> my that? new job now, I'm like, oh, my God, y'all feel like I'm in trouble when y'all call me Pete. Call me Pork. Just call me Pork. It's okay. <laughs> And so, so, like, one of my managers only called me Port when I'm in trouble. I'm like, no, that's not how this works. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You got to twist it. Exactly. You got to twist it. Right. You got to twist it. So what exactly is Pig's Feet? Like, do you resell shoes? How does how does Pig's Feet work? How does your business work? Yeah, so it um it is a reselling business, but outside of just reselling, we also do um, – trading, I'll do, you know, buying, of course. Um, I'll even do consultations most of the time because a lot of people do come to me in regards of um, how to clean certain shoes, you know, what to use, especially if their, you know, their products aren't working. I'll have, like, home remedies. Um, I know that it's also a great networking opportunity. The reselling business is it's very saturated, but I'm a woman in the reselling business, so I do stand out just a little bit. Um, so with the networking opportunities, I have other people who teach me. So there's a lot of learning um, that goes along with it. Um, and also a very travel-based <laughs> business. 
because having to ship, pick up, and go to, like, you know, uh, sneaker cons, which I haven't been yet, um, but it does give a great uh, outlook, you know, on the whole sneaker industry. But, yes, um, essentially, yes, it is a reselling business. Buy, sell, trade. Yeah, because I be seeing you on the road. Like, every time I'm, you know, going through my stories, I'm like, there she go again, traveling. You, like, regardless of it being, like, your business and stuff, like, is that, like, do you, do you like road trips? Yes, absolutely. Um, I was actually born in a car. No, I'm kidding. I wasn't. I was born in a hospital. Um, but like, with, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> with my mom, my mom, like, we travel everywhere. Like, I've been literally everywhere. So, uh, like, being on the road is not even second nature. Like, it's first nature. Um, I love road trips. I love to be out. I love to sightsee. Um, I really do enjoy driving uh, for the most part. Um, but I do get that from my mom because she does travel a lot. And so growing mm-hmm. up, we were always, you know, on the road, um, either visiting family or just, you know, going to see new places because um, she never believed that, like, anything could actually stop her from sightseeing. Like, we've been to California with just her and I when I was a baby. We've been to Texas, you know. We've woken up at midnight to drive from Atlanta all the way to New York and stopping in Rocky Mountain to pick up my family, you know, that's like eight years old. So stuff like that was always fun and spontaneous to me. And uh, being able to see new places and to know how to get somewhere without a GPS has low-key been a goal. And uh, I'm glad I can reach that goal. (laughs) (laughs) So what made you want to start Take Speed? Uh, I've always loved shoes. Um, even like when you had even know me in high school, I've I've always had a thing for shoes. Uh, they've always mm-hmm. been beautiful to me. They have always been a fashion statement. They're a fashion piece. Like I feel like to me, shoes make an outfit. You know, other people say accessories or you know colors. Shoes to me make the outfit. I will always buy a pair of shoes first and then find an the outfit after. Um, because I feel like it's so much you can do. You can dress them up. You can dress them down. Um, and then the history behind them as well. Um, all, the positive history of that. So, being like, the different colorways, the different patterns uh, have always stood out to me. I've always had a love for them. And it wasn't until I had gotten older, like, mm, recently. It was really still very recently. Pixie is still very young. Um, it's only 20, when the pandemic started, was that 19, 2020? So it's only three old. Yeah. Um, being that I love them so much, COVID actually had uh, started it. But, um, but sorry, let me back up. Uh, growing up, I've always loved shoes. But it wasn't until I got older um, and I was able to have a job, a steady full-time job that paid me enough so I could afford the shoes that I've always wanted. That's right. when I, like, I was able to dive even deeper into the sneaker culture. Um, I was able to, you know, get everything I wanted, like I stated, and to also um, be more educated within it being able to notice the different textures, even notice that they all smell differently either. So actually being able to be hands-on 
with the shoe. Um, but now, like I stated, COVID is what had put it into full gear. Um, once I had got that same job that allowed me to buy the shoes, it's also the same job that I had to be let go of because of COVID. So that's how Pixie mm. even started because it was like, well, I love shoes so much. Why not put that into full force? I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur with the degrees right. I have. So I was like, well, why not? You know, when you see an opportunity, you always say yes. You always go for it. Mm-hmm. So I found my opportunity. I, I went with it. So, one, okay, so one thing, before I get into my next question, so the one thing that, y'all, that you guys need to know is that part is about facts, okay? She she will give you a fun fact, all right? And <laughs> I, want a, I, I want a fun fact on the history of these shoes because you mentioned it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to know about the history of these shoes because, what the, the, the history mm-hmm. behind it? Yes, I got one about Converse. Um, Converse are sold at a cheaper price because they have um that little fuzz at the bottom of the sole, uh, that it's like a fabric. So being that there is quote unquote a fabric or a piece of cloth or whatever you may want to call it at the bottom of the shoe, it technically doesn't count as a shoe. So with um the taxes on clothing or slash shoes they're cheaper because of like the rule is you can't have for it to be a shoe you can't have cloth fabric at the sole of the shoe so being that there is that fuzzy part on the sole of the shoe that's why they're able to be so cheaper so they cut you know they cut the corners and they were able to get made cheaper and they're sold at a cheaper price as well you know depending on the shoe but they're sold at a cheaper price as well yes and i thought it was so crazy Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, listen. Talk to the point. You will get a fun fact every day, okay? And you yes, will, unwillingly. <laughs> <laughs> you might not even but want to I be able it. to use it later, but yes, I, yeah. So <laughs> walking, talking, like, and no matter what. <laughs> I'm be I'm be walking past somebody with some converse and be like, mm, I know what you got. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> so. Okay, so right now you have you are currently working at Foot Locker, and you just you just got that job, didn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with having uh, with having a nine to five, I know like being in the spotlight or being like within shoes, like was that a job that you've always you know wanted to pursue, or when it came to like shoes or anything like that, because it's a love of yours. Yes, that I was really just telling my manager that I was pressed. I was pressed <laughs> to be working for this company. I, it was like a dream come true. Like, I was like, y'all, I want my own store. Like, I am pressed to be in this environment, to be surrounded by everything that I have always loved. It was kind of crazy how it even all happened. Um, it was just like consistency. People kept on asking me, well, how did you, you know, how did you start? I kept going in. Ironically enough, it was because I was winning raffles. And I kept coming in and I kept talking, you know, and I kept on saying what I was doing. I was, you know, what I did in my previous job. And, um, and you know, my love for shoes. Because, of course, they were like, well, why do you want to work for us? Well, I, you know, as as like bland as it sounds, I love shoes, but it's like I love shoes, but I want to keep learning why I love mm-hmm. shoes. So it was like, why not be in that environment, you know? And then 
being that I'm a Nike girl. I love Nike. Um, I'm not, you know, trying to downplay any other brand, but I love Nike, um, everything about it. And uh, being able to work in the store, I've learned, you know, new brands. I've learned that some brands had, they were there when our parents grew up and they disappeared for a little bit and they came back and everybody is, is hype over it because it's like, oh, snap, mm-hmm. I had Jesus, that was a cute, you know. And um, <laughs> they'll rack up, they'll rack up on them darn shoes, like 10 pair at a time because they're also really cheap. And so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it was great. Yeah, I, I did recently start working there. Um, and it was, uh, like a blessing. It's a great company to work for. So within that, um, being, being at Foot Locker and having Pixie, do you think that by experiencing and by learning more about the shoes, about learning, you know, how they sell or, you know, the ins and outs of how to run the business that eventually you will make Pixie your main source, your main income? Because I, I know you just said that you wanted to have your own store as well. Right, yeah. So now me being work, working at Foot Locker, Pig's Feet had to take a pause. Um, mm-hmm. I had to slow down on that. So that's probably also why you haven't seen me do anything with Pig's Feet. Um, when people still reach out to me, I have to redirect them. Um, because I had just started working there, and it's a conflict of interest. So right. I wasn't um, wanting to risk anything with Pixie. So um, I just, you know, I had to make the necessary sacrifices, but that doesn't mean that Pixie is gone. You know, I still have uh, I still have people who work for Pixie, but I just had to, you know, take a pause on it because I didn't want to risk anything, like I was saying. Um, so if someone comes reach, reaches out to me, I can, you know, certain things I can let them know, certain things I can't. Because um, I didn't want to risk my job, um, but if they want to buy a pair of shoes from me, I have to also still redirect them to someone else. Or um, like I, I can't even do it to one of my employees. You know what I'm saying? So it have to be yeah. another reseller because it can't anything can't be tied to me. I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to have to. It was too much to lose, so I just went ahead and just cut it. Um, cut the tie. Well, not cut it, but put a, a pause on it. Because, of course, it still is my business. It's still my entity. <laughs> I didn't want to just exactly. let it go altogether. It's still mine. Um, but, yes, I do want to have my own store. So, yeah, learning the ins and outs of the business has definitely been um, a main concept. Uh, but, have yes, having my own store, I would I would say I'd like, like to have my own footlocker store, like be a manager of my own footlocker store. Uh, but now as far as my pig feet store, um, you know, I'm not too sure what might happen years from now. You know, right. I'm not too sure where I'll be placed um, or anything like that. But, yes, I still am learning. I am going to take everything that I can um, from this corporation and how I could incorporate it into my own business, possibly later on down the line. So, question. It's kind of like gone on me, but... With having two degrees and working at Foot Locker, do you think that, you know, or do you have people that say, why are you looking at Foot Locker and you got two degrees? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you have people that would say that? Because I know for me, I feel like working in your passion and working with love weighs so much heavier than 
working for a business or working for a corporation that you don't really care too much about, you know, you don't really care to, you know, learn more about. So does working at Philip or having people ask you or having to tell that story, does that bother you any or are you just kind of like, no, this is what I love, so it doesn't matter what anybody else got to say about it? Right. Um, yeah, it it did initially, but I definitely agree with what you're saying. Yes, I have a master's degree, but I've also worked for the the big corporations before. Like I've I've worked in the offices before. I've I've done all that before. I've worked for the multimedia. You know what I'm saying? With mm-hmm. the degree, the, with the undergrad degree that I had, um, and I was not happy. I was not happy at all. So I absolutely agree. Like people could say, well, you had this, you know, you have this and the third. Okay, yes. Yeah. And what about it? Exactly. <laughs> it was a goal exactly. I wanted to reach. It was a goal I wanted to reach. But my happiness is an even greater goal that I want to continue. Um, mm. With that, the job that also allowed me to buy the shoes, I prayed to get out of it because I was so, so mentally, like, just not there. Like, I, it was so draining. I was burnt out. It was it was just a lot. You know, I was also a new mom. I was still pursuing my degree, like my master's degree at the same time. It was just too much. Um, and so it was also a blessing in disguise. Like when I got laid off from it and I was able to start pig feet, you know, I, my prayers were definitely answered. So I technically didn't want to quit because, cause, you know, I was like, right, what you going to do now? <laughs> right, so, right. Mm-hmm. Once I got quote-unquote furlough then laid off um everything started rolling in my favor and also even like how things even worked out because I wanted to I was in a like I was training to be a manager with that job and it was taking a long time not a long time but it just I felt like I was proving myself and trying to work up to that position and it was darn near impossible Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, oh, I can't wait to, because people, you know, people are quick, like, well, can I talk to the manager? And I was like, oh, I can't wait till I'm the manager because I'm going to go back there and I'm going to tell you the same thing they just said, but clearly <laughs> their manager, you know, they're going to want to, it's going to be more believable. That really got me so up, like, you know, oh, I just couldn't wait to be a manager. But since I wasn't able to reach that goal there, it really kind of hurt me. And I, I had my degree then, you know, and I was like, mm-hmm. ah, what the heck? But once I got out of that job, my next one, I I got, I, I applied and I was like, okay, you know, I just need to work because COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, like three days later, with even me working, they promoted me to a manager position. And so I was like, oh, snap. You know, like, so it's like, you know, be careful what you're asking for. And then right. from that, that little bit of management experience, that's how I got Foot Locker. So I'm, I'm the assistant manager at Foot Locker. I'm not, I'm not just, you know, working. I'm, I'm the assistant manager at Foot Locker and I'm working my way up. So like the next, the next step would be to have my own store. So it was all mm-hmm. the, you know, all in disguise. What So the degrees really, they just look good on a resume, but it's my experience that has, help me out it's the the way I push myself it shows you know my drive the agility the way that I just don't give up on stuff you know but it's also showing like I'm versatile 
So people mm-hmm. like, I've had my own family members that will say, well, you know, you got this big old degree. Why don't you do that? You know, why don't you do this, that, and the third? And I'm like, because I don't want to. And that would really stress me out to be your own people. Like, you know, well, why mm-hmm. don't you get on LinkedIn and stuff like that? And I'm like, I am on LinkedIn. I'm on freaking Indeed like it's Tinder. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm swiping. <laughs> I'm doing all this yeah. stuff, you know? And I'm like, bro, it ain't the 80s no more. It's hard as crap. Yeah, and yeah. even though people say, like, we're hiring, yes, they might be hiring, but you're not going to pay me $12 an hour with this master's degree that America said will pay me the big bucks, you know? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, mm-hmm. that was hard all the way around, um, but my happiness did come from me creating pig feet, from me being able to be hired at Foot Locker and them giving me the opportunity to be um, in management as well. Like, it was, yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely got people, like, now they were like, I know you don't want to work Foot Locker with you, like, but they also don't know the position that I hold. They also don't know how long I've been working there. Like, but, you know, they don't know anything. So I'm like, ah, uh-huh. I just keep going about my Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm literally living this life for myself and not for anybody mm-hmm. else. Me getting my master's degree was just a goal. And I reached that goal. And with that goal, I was going to have my own business. I had my own business, reached the goal. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm not marking off my bucket list or marking off what I've done for them. It's for me. And it has always been for me. And I've exactly. you know, I did it. So it's like, okay, now what? Like my I'm moving on to my next goal because I got it now. You know, I'm gonna keep on going. Exactly. Amen to that. Because listen, like you could have all the degrees in the world. I'm talking like you could have the whole entire alphabet after your name. You know, right. but at the end, but at the end of the day, if you're not loving what you're doing, if you're not passionate about it, if you're not if you're not feeling growth in that, then what does it really matter? Does it honestly really matter? You know, right. I I applaud that from you because there's not a lot of people. A lot of people would listen, you know, to those family members, listen to those friends, be like, dang, you know. But it's like you got that degree. Because you wanted that to be a part of your goal, and I love the I love when you said, "Okay, that that was my goal. Check that box, <laughs> you know, check that box off. Oh, I accomplished this goal. Check that box off." Because it's really about, okay, this is what I want to do. This is this is how I view my life. Okay, I wanted to have a master's degree. Check it off. You know, I wanted to become the manager. Mm-hmm. Check that off. And it's like, even though what they see doesn't make maybe doesn't align or doesn't sit right in their brains, it aligns with your life. You know, right. just by, you know, praying and saying, Hey, like, this isn't right for me. This I really want to have my business. I really want to do that. You're not walking in that. You're not walking into, you know, your purpose and you're on that path. So I applaud right. you, girl. Like, yo listen, man. I'm happy. So with, you know, having a daughter, and before, you know, you were, before Foot Locker came into play, you know, with having a daughter and balancing, you know, work and your business, and, and, and your business, how were you able to do that? Because you had to travel, you know, then you had work, and you have your daughter, like, how were you able to keep it together? Yeah, Um. so my baby is the sweetest baby, the most chill baby, 
the like you know like the ah uh, she's perfect she is perfect <laughs> so I don't have to worry about her you know like like falling out crying um or like you know whining and stuff like that if she was with me um when I did go pick up shoes or whatever may have you but I didn't really I didn't I didn't have her with me um most of the time uh when I go pick up shoes like sometimes I would it was, I would say like twice but it really wasn't like because they usually on the weekends and her dad and I co-parent we co-parent very well actually um so he would get on the weekends and so it, it worked out like everything just worked out um but if I did have her she would just you know walk around with me like <laughs> We would stop, and then um, like I wouldn't be myself with her. I'll have somebody else. You know, we'll be just we'll just ride. But if it's heavy days, then yeah, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't bring her. Um, but right. I when they say it takes a village, yes, it does. It literally does. <laughs> um, village has always been there, always willing to watch. Who, like I said, she's a chill baby. So it's more like, can I keep her? And it's like, darn, do I have to kidnap my own baby back? Like, give me my baby back. <laughs> she's so sweet. She's so sweet. People love her. Um, and so even though I am a mom, the villages was helped me grow um, with her. It, I don't know, people, I, it's hard to really, it's not hard. It's not hard at all. I'm not even going to say that. And I'm not going to brag either. But it's it's kind of difficult to put it in terms of where, like, well, I just did it, you know. I've always had the mother, motherly nature. I've always had the mindset. I have a younger sister. So when she was mm-hmm. born, I was, like, what, nine? So I was I was looking after her. We shared a room. She would get up in the middle of the night. I'm, you know, I'm consoling her because my mom is asleep, you know. So I've always had that that inner mother in me. I've always been the mom of my friends. All that. So it was literally firsthand, like, it was instinctive to be able to care for her, to be able to know what to do, to be able to, um, you know, carry myself accordingly to be good for her. Um, But Cootie is a great baby, so it's not hard. It's not hard Mm -hmm. at all. Like, motherhood is hard. I'm not going to say that it's not. But being her mom is easy. Um, it was like she was made exactly for you. <laughs> yes. Oh, my baby. She's just so perfect. She's so sweet. She's so freaking sweet. Um, so, yeah, so, like, with everyone wanting to keep her, it, you know, and understanding that this is a very difficult time, um, everyone has, has always been willing to help. I'm, I'm very grateful to have have, have had a family and uh, a group of friends that are more than willing, you know, to to reach out and uh, and offer help, even when I don't ask, because they already know that I would need help. Like my graduation pictures, when I graduated with my master's, um, I had her, and my sister was like, "Okay, so what time are you taking pictures?" And I was like, "What?" She's like, "You gonna have you gonna have your baby? Like I know you are gonna need help." And I did, <laughs> but I didn't ask. I was just gonna keep on doing it myself because. That's also the mentality that I've had. You know, I just do it myself. But to have someone offer the help has been, like, it's just be the weight off your shoulders. So, um, yeah, the it's the solidified foundation that has helped me. Like, I, I honestly couldn't do it by myself. Um, 
so I'm grateful that I also don't have to. But yeah, being her mom is is a breeze. is is easy. That's a blessing. That is a blessing. So, would you say that there have been obstacles while working towards your you know goals in your business? Uh, absolutely. Outside of financial issues, um, mental stability. Uh, like I was mm. saying, I was not I was not happy in that job. I had just had Pootie. Like the postpartum was really kind of, you know, it was up and down. Like my emotions were everywhere. So yeah, uh trying to be mentally stable and like I was saying, I co parent, so her dad and I are not together. So having to deal with that as well, having to be a single mom. Mm. Like, yeah, all of all of that is very is heavy. It's very, very heavy. Um, but also knowing that it, it'll be okay, you know, it'll it'll work out. It has always pushed me forward. Um, being able to still try to change things in my control, and if I cannot, then allow the universe to do so. Um, as far as the financial aspect, I was laid off when I started Pig Feet. So that was a leap of faith. That was a leap of faith. Oh, man. <laughs> That's why I, I, was, I was going in with that. That was crazy. Yeah. That, I'm trying to, I was thinking about, like, oh, that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Um, I was trying. I was trying to even figure out how it even worked out. I was just saying it was really hard. Um, yeah, but I didn't try to pay attention to how hard it was. I just knew it, this is what I wanted to do. So I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I knew it was going to be hard. Like I already knew that life is hard, but it's only hard if you make it hard. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't. Uh, as cliche as it sounds, you know, the mindset just has to be different. The mindset that you carry is going to be your foundation for how you carry yourself. So with me, you know, being positive and all that kind of stuff, it is most of the time for me, but you also have to be realistic. Like adulting sucks, you know, like mm-hmm. the time, the time that we're living in right now um, is like, what the heck? This can't be, you know, what our parents lived through. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But, like, you know, it's just a little more expensive. Like, apartments don't cost 80 freaking cents. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's you know, a good a good bit. Um, but you have to embrace the suck. So all the obstacles that I've had to go through, you know, I was like, all right, you just got to keep pushing forward. I can't, I can't stop. Being a mom, I mm-hmm. literally can't stop. I, I can't. Um, twenty four seven. Like you know, that's my first job, and I've I've never wanted to disappoint her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've never wanted her to have a memory of like any type of like, you know, like it, she may not see it, or she might not she not might remember. But I don't want to even get older. I'm like, yeah, I remember when you were you know two years old, and I had to do this, that, and the third. No, I didn't want that. Um, all the opportunities that were out here, you know, I just said, all right, which one can I grab? Um, right. But like I had stated, um, her, we're us co-parenting. Um, 
I've just had to make sacrifices, you know. Uh, so she she does live with her dad, but I do see her very 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 often, very often. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a pretty big obstacle too. So I can't, you know, she's not with me all the time. And as a mom, it's like ah, you know, of course you want your baby, but you also want the best for your baby too. Um, exactly. And it's just whatever support you know, as long as she's safe, she's healthy. She's also she also has a dad. A very, very loving dad. And people tend to forget. You know, that's another thing that came about. Well, where's your baby? First of all, it's you know, like I could be out at midnight. First of all, it's midnight. I'm at the mid like let's say I was out out. It's midnight, I'm at a bar and you wanna ask me where my child is? She's in the car. Right. Like what do you expect me to say? Like she has a dad. People tend to forget that there are good dads out there, you know what I'm saying? It's always this, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, like. Big mom around it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, you know, they always have to be with mom. No, she has a great dad, a, a very, very loving dad, a loving family on his side. Um, so I'm grateful for that, too. I guess he I right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he, <laughs> like, she, she loved her dad. She loved her dad, and, and I love how much he loves her. So it you know it worked out. It, it just worked well, out. Well, I'm glad that um, you don't like you said you don't hear that too often, you know. And I feel like people we forget we forget that it takes two to tango, you right. know. Um, and I and I know sometimes it may be difficult to get the other you know partner, the other person, to you know take on their own responsibility. But at the end of the day, like when you find a good person that is ready, that wants to, that wants to be in their child's life, like, why take that away from them? Like, you'll hear, like, a lot of, not even just women, but, you know, fathers, too, they'll be like, oh, no, like, she not good or she not that, but that person wants to be in your child's life. Why you? Right. Why would you or why would you want to take that away from them? Like, yeah. it, it literally takes two, two people, and especially a daughter and their father, like that is that is uh, a, the strongest bond and the strongest relationship that a daughter could have that uh, that a little girl could have, you know. So I applaud you for not taking on, you know, the stigma of today and you know what society says you should or should not do. Because listen, at the end of the day, like y'all both are two two people, two individuals, two parents that is just like you know what this is our daughter. And we have to raise mm-hmm. her to understand, like, yes, me and your dad may not be together, but we 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 love each other. I'm saying, like, you're mm-hmm. you're here. You're you're what brings us, you know, together and creates the family, you know. So, hey, shout out shout out to both of y'all. You know, y'all may not be together, but shout out to y'all. You know, what I'm saying shout out mm-hmm. to y'all. So, yeah, cause, yeah. Mm-hmm. During so during all of this, what have been some of the accomplishments that you know have been brought to light? Um, starting pick feet. So I'm trying to think like, okay, whew, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take it back to all right, my master. That was the first mm-hmm. thing. No, I got even before then working for that. <laughs> I wanted to be in the office because I'm like, man, because I'm trying to think like I. I as much as I do, I don't ever give myself credit for it. Like, I, you know, because people say, like, how? And I'm like, well, I just did it. Like, you know, I just did it. Right. <laughs> just do it. 
handsomely like, well, I love Nike. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> yes, I just did it. Um, I didn't worry about anything. I just did it. Um, mm-hmm. So graduating, uh, getting my, you know, getting my undergraduate degree. With that degree, I got that job. That I was like, I, I just want to carry a briefcase. I'm going to be able to travel and carry a briefcase. <laughs> and with that job, I was able to travel and carry a briefcase. You know, that's, that's how I ended up freaking driving so much. Like, I was working for a company that was driving so much. <laughs> and uh, that was lit. So from there, I was able to, you know, get my master's. I, that job supported the master's. It also supported pig feet. You know, got the master's, got the business. Um was able to reach the management position. My long-term goals I was to get the business and I to join the Air Force. I've joined the Air Force. So, Are you really? Yes, girl. Yes. Yay. Shout yeah. out to you. <laughs> that yeah, is man. huge. Yeah, right. But I just did it. I just did it. <laughs> it's always been my... It's, it's been my oh, goal, wow. like, you know, on my list of things. And now that I have marked off my, it's like my, what, my, okay, graduate, my master's, carry the briefcase, my own business in the Air Force. That was my top five. I have finished Carry the briefcase five. just getting me. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, <laughs> so with the, with the carrying the briefcase, my brother, my oldest brother passed away when I was in third grade. Um, the whole reason why. Uh, I even did business was because I, I was like, you know, well, he didn't get to finish. He went to Winston too, but he passed before mm-hmm. he got to finish. And so I picked up, you know, where he left off. Even I even stayed like right next door to the same room that he was in. You know what I'm saying? Like it, how the universe be working, be crazy. You know, yeah. it'd be so crazy. And so um, I asked my grandmother, like, you know, what, what do you want to do? And as my mom, they said he just wanted to carry the briefcase. You know, he wanted to do something with business. And so business it was. It was either that or psychology, uh-huh. and I did not want to write all those papers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's, that's deep. That's deep. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you were able to carry that briefcase, girl. Yes, girl. Mm-hmm. You know, it drove me crazy, and it was full and busted <laughs> up, you know what I'm saying? And when everyone with me, I still carry that briefcase. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my, that was like my top the, five. The Air Force, though? Like, what Like what made you say, okay, Air Force? Like, what, like how did you get into that? Because that is huge. Like, you you just don't hear that on a day-to-day basis. You're not just going to be sitting here oh, walking really? on the side of the street and then somebody say, oh, yeah, I just joined the Air Force. You're not just going to say that out your mouth. Yes. Like, I am weak. Out. Like, it was normal, right? Because. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. it was normal to me. I was like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> um, it's just a daily routine. Like, no. Yeah, honestly, yeah, plan to take over the world tomorrow. Like, kind of like, well, how did you do it? I just did it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was in high school, actually, I was at ROTC. And um, I was in Army ROTC, though. And I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. And I went. To, I like the structure with it. Um, it was very fun, actually. It was really, really fun. Although it was, it was hard, you know, on the body. Even in high school, it was really fun, you know. Um, and then I went to boot camp 
in Virginia, I want to say. And that was only a week. But that was, like, the time of my life. Like, oh, my God. It was so many other schools. It was so it was so, so many people. So many people. And although it was not as intense as basic training, that's probably the closest that I can get, you know what I'm saying, as, a, as that being that young. I was, what, 16? Yeah, 17. No, I had to be 16. 16, 17, yeah. And um, that was so fun to me. I was like, yeah, I want to do this. And so I also come from technically a military family. Like all those uncles that I mentioned, they're all in, mm-hmm. the, in the military. Um Three of them are in the Marines, one is in the Air Force, and I have cousins that are in the Army. Um, so in high school, I was like, ah, yeah, I don't want to go in the Army. Um, maybe the National Guard, because I was always with uh, helping people, you know, wanted to always be um, there to, you know, provide a service, to be to make an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, so any kind of natural disaster, I wanted to go out too. My mom was saying, like, you know, you sure you'll be one of the first people out there. You don't know how long you'll be out there. And so I, I took that in consideration too. Um, and then the Marines was actually an option. And then I looked at all my uncles because I wanted to be a Marine. And then I was like, mm, you know. <laughs> <laughs> No, thank you. Never mind. No, thank you. No. Uh-uh. I, no. Mm-mm. Um, and that one uncle that was, that's, that was in the Air Force, you know, cool, calm, and collected. And I was like, all right. This is kind of cool. And then, um, so, and I, I don't, I didn't want to do the Navy because I can't swim. And I did not want to be on a boat for six months. That was all a dub. That was a dub from the dump. Like, it was, I didn't even think twice. I said, oh, no. <laughs> And so, like that, you know. Um, so, <laughs> once I looked further into the Air Force, I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. And they're also about intelligence, um, not all just about mm-hmm. being physical and combative. They're intelligent. And they also, um, they're competitive, very competitive. So, I was like, oh, yeah, let me go ahead. Um, and so, that, it's always been a goal. Like, it's, it's literally been... Technically, quote unquote, the last thing on my list, uh, but it was—it's mm-hmm. always been like I'm gonna go to school, I'm gonna graduate, I'm gonna go to the Air Force. It's—it's it's always been that. It's never not been that. So it's been the ten year goal. You know what I'm saying? The only reason it took right. so long is because um, when I was in college, I was doing Army ROTC, and I did not want to do the Army. So I was like, okay, well, the Air Force, the Air Force ROTC, Winston did not offer that. It was at A and T, but for, like, it just, it didn't work out. Like, it just didn't work out with my schedule, like, my class schedule. For whatever reason, I really don't even know why. I have no idea why. I can't remember. It just wasn't working out. Um, mm-hmm. But I kind of regret that because I really wanted to go in as an officer. Like, I should have commissioned as an officer. But people are also like, well, why didn't you join before? Because I, who knows when I would have finished school. You know, I still wanted the school experience. Right. Um, and uh, then once I had graduated, I was okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'm gonna go ahead and go in. But at the time, I was really worried who was in office. And then it was like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna wait. 
because I was I was nervous about how the world was looking. And then uh, my daughter's dad was like, well, you know, who knows? You know, it might be worse later. It might get better. Like, you don't know. So you might as well just do it. And so I was like, okay. So I started the process, and then I got pregnant. So I couldn't go. <laughs> and then so I was like, well, I'll, I'll go back to school. So that's how I got my master's. And um, after the master's, I, yeah, I I got my master's. I signed up officially this year, but I didn't start start the process process, like the testing to make sure I was physically capable until like it was like last June, maybe or the June before. So I had just got my degree. I just I just got my master's, and I just got mm-hmm. my master's. Like it was all just happening. Um. And so that even that process was really long. And I was like, well, I still want to do it. You know, my daughter right. is three. I, I, I'm still going to go. And even with that, even though I have the degree, I still I went in as enlisted. And people were like, well, why didn't you do an officer? <sighs> like, oh, <laughs> yes, I know I'm very well and deserving to be an officer. I know that because of my degree. But. I would have still had to do the same thing. I would have still had to go to basic training. I would still have to go to tech school. I would still have to do all this, all this different stuff. The only difference would be with my rank. And it's yeah. like, some people are like, well, um, some people just go in straight as an officer. Are you respected? Maybe, maybe not. Other people are saying, like, you know, you can always start off here and you can work your way up so you can grow to be a leader. Um, I know I'm a leader. I know I'm I'm great at everything I do. That's the mindset I have to have in order to keep pushing pushing forward. Because if any self doubt comes in, then you're doubting yourself, and you you know what you're capable mm-hmm. of. So if I know I'm capable, then I'm gonna say that I'm great at everything I do. I could probably use practice, you know, but I'm still gonna be the greatest practicer that you ever seen, you know. Like, I'm <laughs> okay, period. <laughs> I'm gonna put my all. Um, so even with me going in as enlisted, even, you know, of course, my military family, nah, you know, they got you, they got you. But we don't know. You know, you never know. I'm still living this life for myself, and this is the goal that I wanted to reach. So I did it. Right. I went in and I went as enlisted, even with the degrees I had. And one day my brother was like, well, you know, technically you're not starting over. He was saying um, you're not starting from ground zero in order to start a new chapter you have to start at zero so even though you started let's say at like you could be on chapter 10 right that's your new chapter and it still ends with zero Mm -hmm. but you're already at chapter 10 like you're not at you're not at zero one two three you're at 10 11 12 right you have to start off somewhere like you've already pushed your way up to this point, so he said, even though you know you started off, you can uh, you start off back in one, but after one comes two, so you could be eleven, twelve. You know what I'm saying? So you're not always at at the you know at the start. You're not always at the bottom. You're just starting the right. new chapter. And so that's what I did. That's how I thought of it. And that's is what I wanted to do. Is always what I wanted to do always and so I'm excited I I was actually supposed to be leaving in uh two weeks <laughs> really where are you today. going where do you have to go uh San Antonio um for basic mm-hmm. training and I would have been in San Antonio for tech school but I was coming across a couple of hiccups 
so my dates have changed. So I won't be leaving okay. too soon. Well, I mean, at least I don't know. I honestly don't even know right now. <laughs> uh, big thing is hurry up and wait. So <laughs> I'm hurry exactly. Um, so so what so what exactly like is this process? Because you know, with you being an assistant manager at Foot Locker, would that mess with you know everything that you're um, doing right now? Nope, nope, not at all. If anything, it still helps me. Every I think everything that I've ever done mm-hmm. for myself, I've always tried to make sure that it can help me in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll still have my job. There's no problem. I'm not gonna be gone forever. Uh, I'll still have that. De- I'll definitely have my civilian job, which is fine. Uh, but what happens is I'm gonna go off the basic for about it's eight and a half weeks. Um, mm-hmm. And then I go to my tech school. Tech school is where you get trained to do your job. Um, so it's, if you want to call it like a long orientation or you want to call it like another college aspect, whichever one. Um, but either way, I'm trained. I'm getting trained to do my job. Once I'm done with that, mm-hmm. um, and it's, this is the reserves, okay, so part-time. But it's still, I'm still doing the same, the same exact process, but I'm only doing right. it one weekend. You know, one weekend or two weeks type of thing. Um, I'll still be able to have my job. Uh, it could be transferable, and I could still work for the company. I could still work for Foot Locker. So it, it all, like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really change much. Um, I just right. have to be gone for a period of time. But I, I'm not losing my job because of it. Um, it's military order, like military personnel are protected um, so that way they don't, you know, lose their job because they're serving the country. Mm, got you, got you. Yeah. Listen, you you are a goal getter, okay? Yes, like, girl. Got you. you are a goal getter. It's so crazy because, you know, I do this to encourage others, but in reality, like, I really do this for myself too because sometimes – there are days and I have moments where it's like, oh, my gosh, like, I have so much that I want to do, and it's like, how am I going to do it? Am I able going to be – am I even able going to um, be able to do it? Like, what's going to happen? And it's like, with your story, you are an inspiration because you literally have your goals. You have your goals, and you're like, okay, mark that off, mark that off. And that is so – that is so inspiring. Like, that is truly inspiring because now I'm over here in my mind like, I need to write down my goals when we get off the phone. You know, (laughs) I need to to write everything down to make sure that I do what I say that I'm going to do and that I want to do. And this is inspirational. Like you, you, I see why you why your favorite shoes are Nikes, okay? Because you really do just do it, okay? (laughs) Yes, and it's it's like people are like, well, how do you do it? You know, outside of me just doing it, you just start. You know, yeah. you just, you. it don't matter what you do. You just start. Like, let's say you wanted to be a, you wanted to own your own bakery, and you, you never baked a cake or a cupcake, or you've never even had a sweet in your entire life, but you know that you want to be a baker. You know that you want to do that. All you have to, like, you know, you can have your own Pinterest, your own Pinterest board of, like, recipes and, uh, you know, what you want to do. Like, you, you can start off like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It all starts with the idea. Okay, well, how are you pursuing this idea? How are you pushing it forward? Like, I'm not I, – I don't think I could be one of those people who's like, well, what's the secret to success? 
no. <laughs> all, like those self-help books and all that kind of stuff, I couldn't even get into because these people are already multimillionaires. No. Let me right. listen to somebody that's still getting there. Like, I can't, like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, I'm, exactly. I don't want to buy your, you know, you're a multimillionaire. Well, I'm not going to keep trying to buy your book and you already there. I'm just adding to your multimillion. No. Let me get somebody that's getting there. I need somebody that's still in the process. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With being a, being a baker, like, you just start. Like, you, you look at stuff. You can, all right, okay, well. Let me go ahead and buy a bag of flour today. If you buy that bag mm-hmm. of flour, it can sit in your refrigerator or your cabinet for two months. But you didn't. <laughs> Either way you exactly. you know, This is not a race. It's a marathon. You cannot compare yourself mm-hmm. to other people. You cannot say it. You're not, you, can, you cannot put yourself in doubt because you haven't done this yet. You know, me saying that, oh, I can't wait to be a manager. And I wasn't a manager in that same job, but I was a manager somewhere else. You know, you got you got to be careful what you're asking for. You got to be very specific because God and the universe, they're they are very they're funny, they're very humorous. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're humorous. comedians. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so I wasn't specific enough, but once I got it now, I'm like, hey, we here. I right, thank you. I'm gonna dap y'all up. I appreciate it because I made it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Oh my gosh, um, this is this is very functional. <laughs> yes, you just do it. You cannot. It's, it's all about your mindset. I can say that though. Mm-hmm. Like I've learned that it's all about how you how you think. It literally starts off with your mind. And when they say it's a powerful right. thing, it really is. Whatever you put off, whatever you whatever you're thinking, whatever you say out loud is what you're gonna get back. You know. So you always have mm-hmm. to speak positivity. You always have to. You also have to feed yourself positivity, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, you will have the days where you have self-doubt, but you're also human. And that's okay. It's okay to feel bad. It's okay to feel sad. You shouldn't beat yourself up about it, you know, but you can't also keep yourself in that same spot if you want these goals to be reached. You know, exactly. you can't dwell. You can have your five minutes. It don't matter how long these five minutes are, but you can't have that five minutes forever. Exactly. At some at at some point, you have to get up. You have to get up, and you have to do it. Yeah. Like, it's this is yeah. so crazy how it really does come in full circle. Because I was just sitting here, well, not just, but like you know, a few weeks ago, I was sitting here thinking, and with my platform and with what I'm trying to do, I'm like, God, I know what I want to come out of this. And I know how I want people to feel, and I know how much I want to inspire and encourage and just to, you know, allow people to share their stories and to get up and to chase their dreams. But how am I going to do this? How am I going to get that message across? And you being that vessel and just saying exactly what you exactly what you just said and really accomplishing your goals, it just brings me light again. And it's like, this is why I do this. You know what I'm saying? This is why I sit here and I make certain segments and I and I want to talk about certain things because this right here, you, you, Port, you're the reason why I'm doing this, you know, because it's like your stories and, you know, the things that other people can say because we don't, we don't talk to each other every day, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, we have social media. Yes, we have, you know, Facebook and stuff like that. Well, we're not going to sit here and message you and be like, oh, girl, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't right. do that. So it's like, 
it's like having these moments and having these types of conversations, you not only inspire me, but you're probably going to inspire somebody else. You know, somebody else is going to listen to this and be like, wow, like, hold up. She, she's doing this, 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 and this, and I, I, I'm just sitting here talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking about, you know, what I'm trying to do or, you know, maybe I don't have the encouragement or I'm scared. Like, how do I do this? What is your advice to a person who is scared or nervous or, you know, doesn't really know how to take that leap of faith? What would be your advice to them? Um, it's kind of like getting into a a pool. Like, you know that water is cold. Man, you're scared that the water is cold, but you still want to get into that pool. So you got to take that leap. You got to have that faith of a mustard seed. Even if that, I don't even know what's smaller than a mustard seed, like an atom, it don't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> that simple little ounce of faith, you got to have it. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you can take as many baby steps as you want. You can take as long as you need. But if this is the goal that you're really passionate about and you want to do it, you have to do it. Re- like you can't slow yourself down because you're scared. Feed that. Feed right. into feed into that fear. Feed into that irrationality. Like feed into that. Like just do it. If you fail, the best thing that you can say to yourself, at least I tried. Because you do not want to get, mm-hmm. you know, 102 years old. I wish I would have died now. Like you don't ever want to say that. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, ever, ever want to feel the regret of not trying because trying yeah. is the best thing that you could do for yourself ever, you know. And even if it's like, if it's one thing that you want to do, let's say you still want to be a baker and you failed at being a baker because, you know, your crimpy legs keep on falling in the middle, like, you can't, you can't, you know, you can't do it then, okay, well, maybe I can be an artist. You know what I'm saying? Don't ever limit yourself yeah. to anything. Always keep an open mind to anything because the best thing that you did mm. for yourself is pride. You can have multiple hats. Don't ever tell, let somebody tell you. Because even when my, my one of my other managers, well, you need to figure out what you want to do. I don't want to do just one thing. I, I don't. I've never felt like I wanted to do just one thing. I never felt like uh, this is the one thing I want to do for the rest of my life until I retire. No. I still have other goals. I want to go to barber school. I want to be a truck driver. Like, I want to get my CDL license. You know what I'm saying? So I have other things. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. But I've also already reached my top five. So don't ever limit yourself with anything. Even as outlandish as it may sound, you want to be an astronaut? Do that. Do that. Do that. Okay? And don't ever give up on yourself. You can have all the self-doubt you want for that limited amount of time, but don't ever stop. You have to keep going. These people that we see that have made it, they never stop, like, ever. I never stop. When I got pregnant, people say, well, you got a baby. Yes, I got a baby, and I kept going. Exactly. Your life does not slow down, and goals don't either, because it will still be there. You know, it's it's just waiting on you. Everything's always just waiting on you. And allow exactly. yourself, give yourself grace, give yourself time, because time is irrelevant. It's only relevant to whoever's thinking about it, but it's all irrelevant. You know, mm. grace, patience, and positivity. Keep pushing yourself forward, 
embrace that stuff. It's going to suck. It's hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to hard. It's hard. It's hard as crap. But that doesn't mean that it's going to be hard forever. You just have to get over that heel. You can't give up. And I like your analogy when it came to the daycare because that just brought, you know, another another light bulb just went off in my head. And it's like, you know what? It, you may you may think that, you know, you're you want to be a baker, but it might just be you just want to be an artist. You know, you just right. want to shed light onto something. So it may not be the baker, but it may be you wanting to be that painter. You know, it may be you wanting to express yourself in an art fashion, you know. So, you know, that was that was a great analogy. So from the from this conversation, from everything that we know about you and, you know, your goals and what you have accomplished and your obstacles, what is one thing that you want somebody to take from this interview and your story? It's not impossible. Don't let other people's opinions affect your goals. This is your life and you're only living it for yourself. Do whatever you want to do because they're going to judge you anyway. Do whatever you Mm want to do, period. Whatever you want to do, as long as it's legal and safe. Do whatever you want. Right. <laughs> right. No matter what, do it. And don't ever limit yourself, ever. Because this is it's a big old world out here, and it's just waiting for you to see it. Do whatever you need to do. Do whatever's necessary. But reach that goal. Reach those goals, even if you haven't. Like, it doesn't matter. Just do it. Because you can, you can do it. Nothing is impossible. Wow. 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 This was incredible. I told y'all. I told y'all. I told y'all in the beginning how incredible this was going to be. Amazing. Amazing. I want to thank Pork again for this astounding interview. And if you listened and if you felt inspired, encouraged, whatever, go out and just do it, you know, just do it like Nike and exceed while black. Peace and love. I'm out.